Mood.tv Welcome back, everyone. I've got the boys here. I've got my sweet, sweet boys. We got the Gregor Man. Hey, Gregor Man, who's watching the boys right now? And we got, oh yeah, you're watching the actual show, The Boys. Not an Amazon sponsor, but it's an enjoyable show. I'll say that. Not yet. Till Jeff hears this. And we got EJ5000. Ahoy, hoy. I'm here, and I am also a boys. He is a boys. He's got a medley, a melange of boys within him. Um... First of all, it occurred to me, I was wondering, do you think, do you think there's anybody out there that has ever gotten really fat, but what they do is fully blame the clothes for not being able to support what they're packing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> like that, like so confident, they're so confident in themselves and they say, the shirt, oh, it just can't handle it. Does, like, body dysmorphia work both ways? That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. I'm guessing at a a certain level. I don't know about the extreme that I think you're implying. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. And do you mean, like, truly believe it or just use it as an excuse? Truly believe it. Hmm. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. It was just a nice thought. Yeah, I wonder. I'm, I'm sure there is somebody. That's what I would say. I had this fleeting thought. We were listening to Elvis earlier tonight, and he had that thing where... He swapped the lyrics in Suspicious Mind. I got caught in a trap. I can't get out. I hope this suit don't tear up, baby. Is, is what he said when he was, it was big Elvis towards the end of his life. <laughs> but anyways, not only did I love that, but I like the idea of somebody getting so big and just fully blaming the clothes. That seems like at once a really healthy mindset and terribly dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate the person. Uh, anyways, that is not nearly anywhere around the question that I'm asking, but it was something that had occurred to me. Well, is your, is your shirts getting tight or something? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for an out. I'm just lo- I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for an out. Uh, because it's getting, it's getting tight in here. Is it getting a winterman season? Get- <laughs> I'm going to love winter this year. <laughs> I'm, a few ep- I'm a few episodes behind on our podcast, but I... Finish that one today. This is going to be this is going to be a good. I'm going to be very comfortable this winter. Very comfortable. <laughs> well, I do have another question, and I think maybe we'll have another question, and then perhaps we'll do another right in after the break. But here's the question: How do you know when a conversation is over? Oof, that's a hard thing to like put into words yeah that yeah you're right i think it is hard to put into words and i'm not sure that i'll have the correct words for it but would you concede that there's at least a a feeling like you know you know you have a feeling this is over or we are in the overtime of a conversation that had had a regular time i guess i i would have to also ask are you talking just like like if you're just with somebody and you're talking about stuff are you talking like the end of a topic of conversation or just like literally like this conversation is over. So we should just part ways because there's nowhere else to go. I, uh, I think it's worth, it's worthy to talk about both, but I think they, they are, they can be conflated, I think, but I'm wondering, uh, is there a particular one that stands out to you or something like you can tell better? No, I, I mean, well, well, it's tough because sometimes like conversations with, with like if it's just me and you talking or whatever, like, you know, conversations will lead to 
the next conversation or they just kind of morph on their own. Um, but like, I guess like maybe meeting somebody new where a co- like a, co- a talking point kind of fizzles out, like you're saying, like it comes to an end. And then sometimes there's that awkward silence because you know, like the overall conversation is not over, but nobody has anything to say about what was being said. So it's time to like, and there was no good transition to something else. So then you just, you know, interject a random question to just keep the conversation going. And I think that's like, (laughs) that's probably the more frequent Mm -hmm. happening rather than just like maybe bumping into somebody on the street, having a conversation and being like, all right, it's time to like, it's time for us to part ways. Yeah. You just brought something to mind to me that I hadn't thought about that. There's a certain, it also depends on, on there's a contingency on do you have to do something with this person later you know are you meeting and then you have to go somewhere later or do you live with them or do you uh do you have later plans with them and so the conversation must go on sure well, that's another part that i actually hadn't that that i hadn't thought about but that's certainly part of it too so maybe for now we should focus on a conversation is definitively over and my brain instantly went to work conversations for some reason where the conversation is usually over when the other person stops talking to me because I'm not really feeding into the conversation most times. You know, whenever <laughs> this goes back to a couple episodes ago as well. Say where, not surprising with your opinion. Yeah. They just things. talk at you. You just nod. I nod and I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, are you done yet? In my head. <laughs> EJ is trying to end the conversation as it has begun. <laughs> yeah. It's just. You know, like most conversations is just like, you know, a thing about a thing or do you know this guy or I watch something and I'm like, I'm good with most of that, you know, with most people, unless I like you, then I want to hear about it. So, uh, yeah, usually the conversations like when you are done talking at me, then we're done here. Usually, <laughs> with you know, at least with the work thing. <laughs> do you go through conversations not saying something? Again, at the work context, and <laughs> yeah. my specific example from before is like I'm sitting at a desk and people would be like walking by and so then they're like going to talk at me and they think they're talking with me, right. but they're really not. They just need to say something. And so it's just like, listen, listen, smile, nod, look at that space between their eyes, smile. Oh, they said something bad, frown. Oh, you power gaze them? That's you. A lot of people will actually engage in the conversation regardless of whether they want to be in it or not. You just take the hard stance of... I don't give a shit what you have to say, so say what it is and then move along. It is an extremely hard tag. Well, look, well, well, dial it back, dial it back. It's not a hard stance. It's just my only stance. I'm just like, I don't care about this. Well, that, that in turn no. makes it a hard stance. Yeah, it's not a hard stance for you in the wide world of stances. Yeah, there's no other stance to be had. It's not hard. It's like, it's a soft right. stance. No, but you, you see it's what very I'm saying. Easy for me. Within, within, within the realm, it is a hard stance. The menu of your stances. <laughs> yes, it's not a hard stance, but within the menu of the world stances, that's a pretty hard tack. <laughs> and it's not like I don't ever contribute, but then I'm always thinking like, oh, they're going to talk more. Or then I'm just doing that thing that I also criticized on that other episode where I'm like, oh, I also know that thing. Or oh, I also did that thing, or I have a similar story that you're not going to relate to, and that's not why you talked to me in the first place. You're just here so you could talk. So I try to avoid most of that, right. at least in that scenario. Yeah, we okay. tend to speak in references. I think I think there's something to that. Actually, to, to bring back something that we talked about before this episode started, but there's a new Charlie Kaufman movie uh, that's out on the Netflix right now called I'm Thinking of Anything. It's based on a novel. But anyways, it's actually kind of about that. Uh, so it might... You might be into it. 
and to talk to our prior conversation before the episode started we talked about movies and shows but you guys are my friends and i actually cared about what we were talking about you know so it's like you like our references <laughs> i'll probably check out the boys in this andy kaufman uh movie but well andy kaufman's been dead for some time <laughs> this is charlie kaufman. charlie kaufman though oh for sure <laughs> I'm going to do both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should check out some Andy Kaufman movies. Also weird stuff. Um, <laughs> the another thing that I thought about while you were talking to me, though, is you, just, you did say you look between their eyes. And I'm wondering, do you <laughs> regularly power gaze people? <laughs> well, no, it's just like if I'm not doing that, then I'm like looking at their entire everything. I'm, I'm like, oh, look at they're doing that weird thing and their eyes twitching and their ears are moving. And then like I, my eyes will start darting all around like a crazy person. So then I'm just like internally like bring it back, just power stare. Yeah. And then I'll smile and look away for a second. But I'm like old. I'm like very skittish. So if I hear a noise or I see somebody else, my eyes usually dart. And then those people who are trying to tell me about their day or whatever, they think that I'm not listening to them, which I'm not, but I don't want them to think that. <laughs> so whenever I want somebody to really feel like I'm listening, I look between their eyes. <laughs> well, you can't look at one of their eyes or the other eye because then, you you know, that's just not how it works. So, yeah, like, so you look at the bridge to their nose right between both of their eyes and then it... Yeah, but depending on proximity, that could look weird. If someone's that close to you that that looks weird, then that's weird. <laughs> No, I'm saying further away, it looks like you're looking at their eyes if you look at the bridge of their nose. If you're like in close, you might not realize your eyes might be crossing and you're staring at the bridge of their nose. Oh, there's that. That's what I'm saying. You want to be further away than close. But also, yeah. you'd be surprised. You know, when we talk to people, generally, this is not obviously producer EJ5000, but we usually <laughs> look in people's eyes. And to boot, we can actually hold a conversation with somebody and look in their eyes, which is what we do, up to... I think it's something like 20 feet. It's very far that we can actually look in somebody's eyes. It gets it's further than you'd think to not be able to do that. No, I agree. No, that's what that's what I'm saying. I think further is easier than closer. Yeah. I mean closer closer is when it gets weird because then you're like so close that you can you get cross-eyed whenever you're trying to look somewhere. Right. And then you do your eyes do that little darty thing. I think that's normal though. The darty yeah. thing is the normal thing to do. The looking in between and trying to have both worlds but actually just talking to a forehead they do know. Yes, they know. They don't know. Yeah, I feel like they know you're just blazing your eyes right through them. Whereas when you're going back and forth, it's like you're, you know, you at least are actively knowing that you don't know which eye to look at, which is more engaging than just staring deep at the wall behind their face. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you ever have a conversation with somebody that you know cannot affect your life negatively in any way, tell them at the end of the conversation. Say, did you notice that I wasn't looking in your eyes this whole time? I was just staring right between your eyes. Just to just to gauge the audience there. Fair enough. We'll do. Yeah. I would, I'd be so curious to see what they say. This I mean this came up this came up like literally like yesterday too. I was talking about old jobs but like I was on a training for a new a new type of job to not allude too much, but uh I was in a training for like 3 hours where it was like they had this book that was the training book, and I had the book that was the trainee book. And then he would read the thing, and then I would look at the page. <laughs> and so it was either look at the book or look at his head. <laughs> you know, he's looking at me, and it's like, I already read the whole page, so I know what he's going to say because it's like five words on mine, and he's reading the whole thing, and then I'm just like, smile and nod. Yep. Yeah, sounds tedious. It's tedious. So, so in those moments where I'm supposed to be like, I'm really focusing and connecting to you on a human level. I'm going to smile. No, I'm, you know, I'm 
I'm thinking about my podcast I got to do with my buddy, so I'm staring at the bridge of his nose and moving on in my brain. I'm playing playing games up here. Do you find it easier to think about other stuff when you're looking at just the white board of their forehead? <laughs> <laughs> Things that you could put your ideas on? If I know what they're going to say, and in this case, like literally know, like sometimes you can assume someone's like, did you see that vampire show? And I'm like, boop, lights out. I'm, I'm like going somewhere else. But in this case... This was like a guy reading what I was already reading. It's like, all right, yeah, I I don't even, I'm going to see you in 15 minutes and check in to see if I got everything right, because this doesn't even matter right now. <laughs> so may, I don't know, maybe it's a gift, maybe it's a curse. I do wish I could be more like EJ, because I do find myself in conversations that last a lot longer than they need to sometimes, because I do engage. <laughs> and it's be something that I know, like maybe a slight reference about. Uh, my story being uh, a lady at work that I worked with a while back when I was in the city. And she just said something about like a wrestling reference. So I made like one comment because I happened to know what was going on in the wrestling world at that time. And that thing blew up into something about like other wrestling organizations that I don't know anything about. And I, you know, instead of just being like, I don't know that I engaged and it went on far, far longer than it needed to yeah. because I'm not particularly into wrestling. But you're already committed. So now you would be a bigger jerk than me for getting out early exactly. because you committed and then you're like, I don't, I got it. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. It's just like the reference episode. We were talking about references, but sometimes it does happen. And this actually, I think I'll ask a question about this on the mic at some point. But it's amazing the universes that we create for ourselves by living in little lies. Because it's much easier to nod and say, yeah, I get that reference, than to say, can you explain that reference to me? (laughs) We sometimes will end up living in lies because it's easier. But it's just amazing that we do that. Like, I find that so interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a little break and we will be right back. And we do have a right in, but maybe we'll circle back to this because actually we've kind of gone off the, we've gone off as we usually do. Gone off the rails. We've gone off the rails, but there is, there is something that I would like to tease out of this still, but uh, all right, we'll be right back. Sorry, guys. Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> from that wonderful break. And I uh, don't want to rob anybody of that, but I hope you enjoyed some wonderful music by either and or EJ5000 or Milo DeMayer, because uh, those guys make some tunes and we get to listen to them on our breaks and uh, it is most enjoyable. Thanks, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for, for making it, because, you know, yeah, thank you. without it, we have the same thing or nothing. And nobody wants nothing. Nobody wants nothing, yeah. Uh, but this is uh, Greg Man. Sit in silence now for 30 <laughs> seconds. You're taking a break. <laughs> taking a break and enjoy it. Uh, this is the Greg Man coming at you after the break, which doesn't happen. But um, we got another write-in, so that's why I'm taking over. So here it goes. Uh, what is your stance on wearing shoes indoors? Uh, do you take your shoes off in the house? Do you require others to do it? Oh, and do you get offensive or I'm sorry, not offensive. <laughs> do you get defensive? Take your about shoes it? off, asshole. <laughs> I immediately start masturbating. <laughs> no matter what. Shoes on, shoes off. So yeah, I mean do you get do you get defensive about it? What what where where do you stand? I do not. It doesn't quite matter to me. It matters in so much as 
my philosophy about this is if somebody comes in and takes their shoes off, there's something nice in that it feels like they're going to stay a little longer. They're not, they're not quickly on their way out. But uh, it also comes down to the fact that if you're to look around my uh, apartment, I don't know, it doesn't seem to me that it's like, it would make me seem like a dick, I think, to be like, to be in this space, you need to have your shoes off. <laughs> doesn't seem quite... It just doesn't seem right. This place is not filthy. It's not gross. We take care of this place. But I think there's just something about it that is presumptuous that I and I don't want to step on anybody's toes, as it were. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It reminds me of my great aunt Ruthie, um, who I've talked about on the show before. Is that the hair thing? That's right. She's the one with the Polish plate. Yes. She's one of the original wall Martians. Uh, rest in peace. But she was a hoarder. Amazing woman, though. And uh, she said that as far as like, keeping her her house clean she said as long as when you're leaving you put your shoes on and you don't feel like you have to when you're coming in then your house is clean enough Ooh, that's <laughs> yes, that's, that's actually right. a good point it's not really a good baseline but it's definitely a point yeah, yeah. And, um, hey, if i feel like i gotta keep my shoes on your house probably sucks yeah definitely <laughs> yeah you don't want to feel like you have to keep your shoes on i like keeping my shoes on in the house i like i like the cozy feeling it makes me a little bit taller when i'm sitting on my desk chair but we do take our shoes off because I think it's really disgusting. There's dog shit everywhere and I pee on the ground out front. I don't. But you never know what's on your shoes. But that being said, I hate slippers. Ooh. Like, I'm not a slippers person. I either want my shoes on indoors or no nothing. I just cannot do slippers. Oh, I love slippers so much. And say I'm I'm with I'm with Anthony. I like I like a nice especially in the winter. I, I like to be barefoot, but in the winter, nothing like a nice pair of house slippers. Meredith has bought me a nice pair of slippers and they changed everything about my living experience. Too slippy. Oh, see I get the good I get the good bottoms if I get a pair of slippers. Yeah, I need non slippy slippers. I need to be like I want them to be firm. Oh well that's I just, just buy house shoes, like shoes that only wear in the house. Yeah. Yeah, technically slippers. Yeah. But what do you mean by the cozy feeling of wearing shoes all the time? Yeah, it's not cozy. Those seem mutually exclusive to me. Uh, slippers are too loose and too, and then literally slippy, even on carpet. Like, I'll, I'll like be walking and just fall over. No, but just in general, you're more comfortable in shoes than out of them? That's curious. Yeah, yeah, I am. I like, like I think I'm like Anthony's whole body. I, my feet like tight spaces that are cozy. Like, it likes to be, they can be confined. <laughs> oh, protected. I don't tie my shoes terribly tight, you know, but they're just enough. Just shove them in a condom. <laughs> you think you get a foot in a condom? Nobody likes condoms, Anthony. Come on. <laughs> Speaking of slippery. <laughs> <laughs> we should do the Magnum Foot Challenge. Let's <laughs> just start a challenge. Because I feel like you probably couldn't get it in a tiny condom, but I wonder if you could put a foot in a Magnum. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how stretchy they are. I mean, either or. They're so stretchy. Come on, you've seen a friend blow up a condom. You know they're stretchy. That's true. People can get them over their heads sometimes. You could probably get them on a foot. You can get a foot in there? Yeah, you can get a foot in a Magnum. All right, this week, challenge to all three of us. Put a condom on your foot. We're going to put it on the, uh, the Instagram. <laughs> Listen, not to divulge about myself, but now I got to go out and buy Magnums so I can try this. Not me. I got I got tons of them. <laughs> I can't buy condoms without it, buying something else. Oh, that's more fun. I not a challenge for Anthony. Go buy just condoms. I've never just bought condoms. It's like, that's the thing. I think, I, like, I feel like I have a weird thing about presumptuousness. <laughs> like, if I only buy condoms, it insinuates that I'm having sex tonight. But if I buy condoms... And Windex, it implies that I might have sex at some point. See, I would say I bought condoms by themselves just because of that, where I was like, I am having sex tonight and I need these right now. 
I'm the third different type of person where every time I've bought condoms, I've actually needed something else. So I will get the condoms and then I'm like, oh, I need Windex because I actually need it. <laughs> but you wouldn't care <laughs> buying condoms alone. Well, I have had some funny instances where I have bought condoms and like I, I, a couple of months ago, it was like this lady, she had to be like 80 something years old. And I was like, oh, man. And they were like, what are you going to do, not buy them? And then it, it was fine. But, of course, the whole time I'm like, is she going to say something? Is she judging me? Exactly. That's always what I yeah. think about. But then, like, you have to be a little proud of yourself because you're like, I'm doing the right thing. I'm being safe. And everybody does it. It's just better that you're doing it with one of those on. Right. I always just wonder if I'm behind the counter and somebody's purchasing condoms and they purchase it with something, purchase it with something else. I always wonder if they tie it together. Like these somehow now fit together in their romantic evening. I use Windex during sex. So whenever you said that at first, I was like, my man. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got to get that shine. That's right. You want to see yourself. All right. I'm going to bring this. I'm going to reel this back in and just go ahead and say that <laughs> I am a shoes off in the house. I am not defensive about it. Uh, I have carpeting more here in Texas. So that is part of the reason we do it for the same things EJ brought up. Uh, I got a baby roaming around. So we like to keep the the dirtiness out there. I will say I went through a phase where I did not like to take my shoes off because my feet smelled bad mm. and I didn't like to have my feet out around people. Um, so it would always sucked when it was like kind of the thing to do. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm a shoes off guy. I'm not a, I'm not a shoe off Nazi about it though. If people are coming, I think it's like, kind of like Anthony said, it's about the, uh, the timing. If you're staying for a while, take your shoes off, enjoy yourself. As my dad always said, take your shoes off, stay a while. Yes. Can I ask you guys a tangential question about feet comfort? <laughs> yeah. You're a foot guy. So if you're in bed, socks on or socks off, do you have a preference or is there a hard line for you guys? Well, I've always said I sleep in my boxers, so socks are definitely not on. <laughs> oh, do you mean sexually or just in bed, like sleeping? Uh, Let's go both because actually that's a good question. And I'm talking about you, not your partner. Both no socks. I am generally no on all of that. I would find <laughs> it curious if, if someone left their socks on, if I was in a scenario. I mean, sometimes you may be making love and they might be wearing more clothes just because of the circumstance. Totally. And then if they had socks on, I wouldn't think about it too much. But if socks were the only thing on, it would cross my mind. And depending on how well I knew the person, I'd ask. I agree with all of that. Yeah, I'm socks off, socks off. And if the other person socks off, sax off. socks on, sex off, sacks, I'm, I'm yakety sacks, sacks on, sacks off, socks off either way. And if my partner is wearing just socks, then I'm definitely like, why are you wearing just socks? And I'm not talking stockings, leggings or knee highs. I'm talking like socks because that's just it's a weird look. Well, I guess I'm going to go back then, EJ. If you have the choice to wear shoes during sex, are you doing it? Oh, yeah. To keep your feet all cozy. Since you are more comfortable. Am I in bed or am I like on the street? If I'm having sex on the street, I need shoes. Well, let's just say you just came in and there was no waiting involved and you just ran right into it. Are you leaving the shoes on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I just walked in, I probably would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. But you don't put shoes on to get in bed because it's cozier for your feet. <laughs> no, no, no. And again, but will but will you if you have house shoes? If I have house shoes, they're on all the time. <laughs> I'm going to take all my clothes off, put the shoes back on, I'll be naked. Maybe the shoes will be primo for you during sex. Right? Get some good grip. Yeah. Some new moves. Achieve, you don't know. Achieve high cos. Maybe we just came up with a million dollar idea. <laughs> sex shoes? <laughs> sex shoes. <laughs> Indoors only. Probably not. <laughs> but me, you never know. You know what? You never know. You just never know. 
Uh, okay. Well, thank you very much for, for writing in. We love it. We love it when you write in. If there's something that you, that crosses your mind, you just want to hear what other humans think about it, we will talk about it. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the basis of our show. And I love it. Yeah, that is exactly what the show is. Listen to what these three assholes think about things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. And we, lo- I just, I love it. I love it when we get right in. I wonder if our listeners realize they go out of their way to listen to three assholes and what they think about things. I hope they don't think about it too hard. <laughs> uh, so to circle back to the initial question, because we kind of got away from it a little bit. And I think the problem was that we were... Once we start focusing on work, it's a unique scenario because you lack agency in that scenario to begin with. You have to be there. So I think I should, to, the, to round this episode out, we should talk about, do, is there a way that you know a conversation was over, is over with a conversation that you did sign up for, but there's no obligation to keep it going? Again, it's, it's tough to put in words. I feel like there's just that time you feel. It's like, you know, I hate using the term because it was always a work term for me, but like there's a button on the conversation. You just kind of know yes. when something happens. Sometimes it's, it's it's you know, it comes right after like that big last round of laughter where you're just like, oh, yeah, we know we, we hit this conversation out of the ballpark. It is done. We're moving on or we're moving out, one of the two. Um, but really, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you just, it's just kind of a, I guess, a social cue from another one of our previous episodes that you just kind of know. There's no, there's no definitive way of saying like, it is a statement like this. It is a statement like that. It's just kind of like, you, you just kind of know when it's over. Yeah. One thing is for sure that it is, and it always ends in a silence. You're not in midstream and then just walk away. So. <laughs> but I wonder, like, I wonder if that's a better way to do it though. That's what I'm thinking because going off of what Greg is saying, maybe it would be better if once you hit the high note, you just go, we got to, I'm sorry, it's over. We've done it. But that's the thing. You don't have to generally. Like, you know, when the, that, you, you know, you know, you have that friend who takes the conversation like three steps too far and you know that it's too far. So like, you know, when the right point is. So most times if you're around people who all know when the right time is, you just don't continue and, and, and the conversation moves on or everybody leaves and it's done. Do you find that you've pulled the plug on a conversation earlier than you used to? You know, like, I feel like I've come to recognize as I've gotten older when a conversation has died, it's a feeling I have. And it, I I agree. I think it's hard to put your finger on exactly how that happens, but you just know. And I think I have actively tried to end conversations a little earlier now to not live in that space because it just, it's like the magic is gone. Like there's something that is indescribable that is then missing from the conversation from that point on. And you might as well you want to live in the magic. So you finish it before the magic is complete. Like you just, you, if there's magic, you want it to stop there. You don't want to, you don't want to ride it out to see what further magic could come. I think so, d- depending on the scenario. And particularly if there's no other reason to keep talking, like there's no obligation. We're not going to dinner after this. We're not doing something after this. Then I think, yeah, I think there is something to going out on a high note and, and whenever you can. All right. I guess. Yeah. I don't disagree with, like the sentiment too. Like as I feel, as I get older, I feel like I, as you guys know, I feel like I'm putting less into the conversation. Yeah, you're just looking at their foreheads. <laughs> you know, that's it. You're not putting anything into the conversation. <laughs> yes, but there is the risk that you run to be like Greg said, but to be the victim, the uh, not the victim, to be the person who is taking the conversation too long yourself. Mm-hmm. And as I think you are, Anthony, being self-aware. 
makes you not want to be that person more than 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 anything. Like I'd rather I'd rather not make this person wait and regret that I brought up another point for our conversation more than just being like we're done, you know, yeah. or like to concede to that this is going to be the end. We're good. Even if I do have something that I think I can genuinely contribute to. Because, yeah, there's there's a lot of cases now, too, where I, I like keep on bringing up for, for myself the uh, I was a high school quarterback, which I wasn't. But I have a lot of stories where like I feel like I've accomplished something. I am having conversation with somebody. They say their thing. I could totally contribute and say that I had a similar experience but it seems like a completely ridiculous thing to do so. So I just let the conversation end before even contributing, you know? Yeah, you pull the plug. But you also, there, you run the risk of of making it a pissing contest, even if it's not your intentions. Totally. Sometimes that can totally happen, you know? Like, you're like, I'm not trying... And I, and I personally really dislike people who are like one-upsmen as I like to call them they you know everything I can't say a story without them feeling like they have to try to one-up it and I'm like I'm just trying to tell a story yeah and I try not to just continue like you're saying like I try not to just feed into the story after story after story but I, I do get caught in it sometimes or if I think mine is particularly funny yeah I do it and that's a conversation yeah but then after the fact though I'm like so it's not weird to do it but it's it is yeah but I, I guess it's tricky. I, I still, I guess, do have some of EJ in me where I'm like, ooh, I probably shouldn't have kept going with that. I didn't need that. Yeah, it bites you sometimes. Bites you. <laughs> it does. It'll bite you. And then if you do try to not one up, but tell a story that you relate to, then they might think exactly what you thought where, oh, they're trying to one up me. And really, they're just trying to relate. But now now they've cre- you've created a pissing match by thinking that there was a pissing match going yeah. on. Yeah, yep. it's funny. The monsters that you create in, in just normal conversations. We're just creating little monsters everywhere. That's why it's best to look people between the eyes and say nothing. Or, or maybe just say, I got to be somewhere. Or maybe you just go, WB, and then you leave. Uh, All right. Well, we didn't solve it, but we talked about it, and that's all we can hope for. We did. We explored it. It's complicated. Yeah, it is really complicated. So It's a very complicated question. If you, listener, have an idea of when a conversation is over, write in. Especially if you just know. Yeah, especially if you just know. But the thing is, I think I think we do know. It's just yeah, it's just hard to describe what it is. But it's just, it's like the dial is on and then it's off. I feel like it's that stark. <laughs> it is. On our show, it's when the, the theme music plays at the end, which is already playing. It's how the audience and we know that the, that the show's over. Our conversation's over. <laughs> oh, but wait, I wanted to talk about this other thing. <laughs> <laughs> now we sit quietly while the music plays. <laughs> no laughing alright dial in at 929-352-6173 or send us an email let me ask you a question podcast at gmail.com we uh, love we love it we love it when people write in so please write in give us what's on your mind and we will do our best to pay lip service to it or you can hit us up on Insta or Twitter at Pod. you can go to moot.tv you can buy yourself some swag you can wear shirts with us on it you can wear, uh, you could buy mugs, you could buy a backpack, you could buy all kinds of items on there, and you should. There's no reason you have a moral obligation if you listen to if you've listened to this far. There's no reason you shouldn't be wearing that kind of swag out there. You've got no excuse, and you should listen to all the other podcasts. You listen to the Derek D Dozen. You should listen to White Wasabi. You should listen to Kyle Mocha won't shut up. Uh, the conversation's over. Good night, everybody.
Mood.tv. I hope they don't think about it too hard. <laughs>